Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Just when you think it can't get any worse, it can't get any more, bang your head against the wall. Manny Diaz and the Miami Hurricanes continue to find ways to make your skull hurt. That is misery, buddy. That is misery in its highest form. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. There is a level of frustration, anger, fury surrounding Miami Hurricanes football that is almost uncomfortable. There is a pressure building that is going to finally unleash at some point, and it's going to be very, very ugly. And the problem is there's not going to be one singular act that is going to save the day or turn things around in Coral Gables. Holy hell, was that something last night. Ken LeVick alive. If you're a Canes fan and you stayed up late to watch that crap fest last night, it's okay. Because it's the end of the work week for you. Friday edition here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, we're coming to you from downtown West Palm Beach. And John Levy and Accident Attorney Studios. Phillips Point Towers right off of the rainy and overcast intercoastal. And boy, is it appropriate. Because last night you had a Miami Hurricanes team that slept walked through the first half with a lot of the same crap we've seen from Manny Diaz teams. And that is... Uh, undisciplined, don't tackle, pushed around by lesser athletes and lesser physical specimens. You're down 16 to 7 at halftime. You've got, you can make an argument, your third string quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke uh, playing QB for you, the freshman. He's respectable, could have used more of the defense's help. He really gets going in the second half. Miami punishes Virginia in the fourth quarter. They march down the field. And then the weirdness starts. Miami plays for a game-winning field goal, and Andy Borregales, the freshman, has it on his right foot from 33 yards out, and here is what happened. Can Miami complete the comeback with three seconds left? Snap, clean, hold, clean, Borregales off the upright! Virginia escapes Miami with the win. ESPN 30 to 28 is the final. Virginia takes down Miami and the Canes fall to two and three and they lose the ACC opener. And for all of the talk of, ah, rough non-conference, and yeah, Michigan State beat us up, and we almost lost to App State, and we weren't competitive against Alabama, and Eric King is out for the season, and uh, Manny Diaz is playing for his job. Uh, all of that, there was still the, well, they can, they can win the Coastal, and now that path is going to be immensely difficult. That's misery. That was misery last night, flat out. That's as bad as it gets. 
And being at Hard Rock Stadium and feeling the frustration, feeling really, I think, the apathy too. Yeah, there's frustration, but there's also a bleep it. I'm done with this. This sucks. And then you add to it before the game, a very weird statement from University of Miami President Julio Frank, where it was just a bunch of word salad, where he basically said, and this is me paraphrasing, yeah, I care about athletics, we care about athletics, and just to show you I care about athletics, I'm going to pay more attention to athletics, and I'm not going to let name, image, and likeness and gambling get in the way. What? Like nobody, no, nobody asked you for that. Like they, they clearly in Coral Gables were affected by Kirk Herbstreet's criticism on college game day last Saturday and felt like, ah, it's game day on a Thursday. Quick, let's get out this statement from the president. That'll make everybody pumped and feel better about things. In fact, I think it made people angrier. And then that just carried into the game. And then you saw the result. It's another unacceptable loss. I don't care who's playing quarterback. It's another unacceptable loss to a team that you should be better than year after year after year after year after year after year. Miami is not better than Virginia. Like, they're not. They're not. They're way more athletic. They're way more talented. But they're not better. And that's been the calling card of Manny Diaz. Like, this is flat-out misery now. Because I don't know where the Canes go from here. It is a really bad feeling when, and this is any walk of life, when you feel stuck. Whether it be in your career, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be a fan. Feeling stuck where there's no light at the end of the tunnel per se. There's no blue sky to try and direct yourselves toward. That's a really hard feeling to have. And right now, I think that all football, I'm talking NFL, I'm talking college, coast to coast in this country, there is no football entity that is the face of misery more than the Miami Hurricanes. Miami Hurricanes football is flat out the definition of of football misery. If it's not Miami, who or what is the face of football misery? Because I got to think, I think it's not just Manny Diaz. It's Miami football. Miami football is the face of football misery. Am I wrong though? Am I making too much out of this for a college program that hasn't really done much over the last 20 years? Maybe I'm just overstating it. But experiencing that last night, that was... That was not fun. That was an, a very, very unfun sporting event. Who or what is the face of football misery? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Who or what is the face of football misery because man I just I I can't find a single positive thing you had a good a decent performance from a freshman quarterback last night but other than that it's head coaches who are constantly under fire it is a fan base that is increasingly either a furious 
or B, starting to not care, which I think is maybe a little bit more dangerous than being furious and angry. You can demand change all you want, like Canes fans have been doing for 20 years, and nothing changes, no matter what. You don't feel like you have support from the people in power. You've become a punchline in national media. You become a punchline amongst fan bases in college football. And everyone tells you you live in the past. And nothing in the current suggests that you're ever going to be able to pull yourself back into how you felt in the past. It's miserable. Miami Hurricanes football is the definition of miserable. Who or what is the face of football misery? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know who else is, is miserable? Is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. So the Jaguars go down on a field goal at the buzzer against the Bengals last night on Thursday Night Football. I just want you to listen for a moment to Urban Meyer, who it is clear, I don't know what he anticipated coming into Jacksonville. I don't know if he thought he had a winning roster. I know you always go in with a sense of optimism, but I think that when you're Urban and you have a history of really taking losses hard to a point where it affects your health adversely, you have to be realistic. And I don't know what Urban thought he had in that Jacksonville locker room, but I want you, it's an 0-4 start. Nobody thought the Jags were going to the playoffs. It's tough to groom a rookie quarterback who is improving game by game, but listen to Urban Meyer after the game last night. That was devastating, heartbreaking. You know, all these guys, usually I'm not wrong about stuff like that, that I, I just see a good team in there. I see good guys, and I see a, good hearts. I see guys at work. And I told him I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong about that stuff. This team's going to win some games. I mean, this is an Urban Meyer who already has apologized multiple times to the team's fans. And it's four games into his tenure. What's going to happen if they go, like, I don't know, 4-13 and 13 this year? Like, somebody's going to have to watch him at all times. He's taking this so immensely hard, and I get it. But, like, Urban, you have, I think, in Jacksonville, endless time to figure this thing out. As long as Trevor Lawrence keeps coming along, Urban Meyer is going to be held in high regard. He is taking this stuff heavy to a point where it's concerning. Like, I'm worried about Urban Meyer. Who or what is the face of football misery? I say the entire Miami Hurricanes football program. Maybe it is Urban. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Let's start our day in Palm Beach Gardens. That's where we find Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jimmy? Man, Florida State is the absolute abomination of college football the last five years. Yeah. I don't know how you can argue that. I mean, ever since 2017 when Francois got hurt, then Jimbo Fisher leaving, mm-hmm. and we struggled through the Blackman years and all that. I mean, it it's misery man and I mean, speaking of disconnect uh and we talk about miami and now that yeah and we've known this but barry jackson's miami herald article last week that kirk herbstreet expanded on really sort of laid it out you don't feel like there is communication between the power people and the athletics department and florida state has something similar 
happening and it's been going on for quite a long time and it's it's toxic too there and then with norvell he might be the right guy but when it is just consistent constant negativity that's really hard to succeed in because that seeps everywhere right well it it, you know it's a a domino effect because as you know recruits they read all the tweets Mm -hmm. they read all the fan base they read everybody that's poo-pooing the the program how it sucks and they can't find the right coach you know and da 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 and then it's a domino effect. You know, it's the same thing's going to happen to Miami. I mean, you know, yeah, remember back in the day when everybody, all the Florida kids want to play for the Canes, the U, the U, the U. I mean, now, you know, how are they going to get kids there? It's the same like Florida State. We can't get top recruits because we're losing. It's been a five-year abomination. I mean, can't get kids to go there. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, uh, and it's tough because Florida State at least had fairly recent success. Miami's trying to build a program still off of a brand that has not won anything in 20 years. At least Florida State has that, and appreciate the call, Jimmy, at least Florida State has that recent success in national championship. So maybe Florida State's more dire than Miami is because at least in Miami, there's 20 years of bad that is stacked up. That can explain away some of the issues they're having from a competitive standpoint. But it doesn't change the fact that Miami is sending these players that have underperformed in Coral Gables to the NFL where then they shine. Why, why through four different coaching staffs have you not been able to find the proper talent evaluators? Or is it a larger issue where the resources just aren't there to maximize these players? The support's not there. It's, it's befuddling. With Florida State, that dissension, though, has been significantly more uh, exponential. I mean, the bottom has completely fallen out of that thing. That's a falling elevator straight down the shaft, 70 floors. Because you have Jimbo there. It was clear at the end Jimbo wasn't happy. Jimbo wasn't happy, it appears, even when things were going well. JMP made a really good point when I saw him earlier today here in the ESPN West Palm offices. And he's right about this. You need a transcendent generational quarterback. That is the only way that Miami is ever going to come back and be a thing. And I don't think Miami ever again is going to be um, a thing on the national scale. Maybe they can win the ACC. Maybe they'll get lucky once every 15 years or so and get into a college football playoff. I don't know. But you need a transcendent quarterback to do that. You need to stumble into a transcendent quarterback. Like Alabama, just based off of law of averages, is once every three or four years going to find a transcendent quarterback. LSU lucked into a transcendent quarterback with Joe Burrow. Uh, Florida State, Jimbo, whose biggest accomplishment was going to the Orange Bowl every year, Jimbo was able to find a transcendent college football generational talent in Jameis Winston. Look at Louisville. They're a barely a speck on the college football radar now. But they pulled in Lamar Jackson. And for two glorious years, they were a thing that were talked about. Miami has not had a great quarterback in a long time. You can say all you want about Brad Kaya, but did you know his mom was in Friday? But it's not, it's, that's, that's not enough. But Florida State is miserable. And we go to Twitter, at ESPN West Palm, uh, and uh, Sergio Herrera says, 0-4 oh, Seminoles. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They are misery. That is misery. And we've talked about it on this show, and Mike Norvell is saying things like, and Brian Flores is doing the same thing with the Dolphins. When you say, oh, it's on me, I need to prepare them better, that's loser talk. That's when you know coaches start to feel pressure. When they say it's on me to prepare my players and my staff better, that's all lip service. They're telling you that because they want you to think that that's the case. That's their attempt at, ah, the buck stops with me. But it's all lip service. It's disingenuous. It's clear that either A, because no coach ever goes into a Saturday or a Sunday thinking, ah, we're not prepared. We haven't game planned enough. The issue is the type of game planning. The issue is the type of preparation. You're doing enough preparation, but is it the right preparation? Is it the right type of conditioning? Is it the right type of focus? I need to get my guys better prepared. Is weren't prepared to play. No, 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 no. When coaches say that, then you start to think that there's an issue with their mindset and how they are teaching. That's an issue. And that's hard to change. And that's hard to come out of. And Mike Norvell's already on that early in year two. That's an issue. That's a major problem. That's a huge red flag. When I hear Brian Flores back-to-back weeks saying that, for the first time, I start to feel like maybe he's not as in control as I thought he was. Maybe he's not as high ceiling as I thought he was as a head coach. That scares me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that scares me when I start hearing coaches say those things at any level of football. I think the Miami Hurricanes are the face of football misery. Is Florida State the face of football misery? Urban Meyer by himself, is he the face of football misery? He is taking every single Jaguars loss like he has had a family member die. That's not sustainable for his well-being. He, that, I, I don't know how Urban's going to survive if after game four of his NFL tenure... He's going into deep, dark eulogies about his locker room. That's not good. That's not healthy. Who or what is the face of football misery? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us, at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Hey, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, there's no misery there. There's nothing but happiness there because they are going to take care of you. They're going to put you in a Kia automobile, a safe Kia automobile, a fun Kia automobile, one that's fuel efficient. Uh, those were sort of the things. Here, here's When I went into Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, here's what I, I had uh, listed, what I was looking for. I went in with bullet points, all right? Need something fuel efficient. Need something that's going to transport the kids well and safely. But I want it to be a car that's not a van. I want it to be a sedan. And I want to make sure that I can afford it, of course. And so I went in, and they started showing me some different Kias, and we landed on the Kia K5 GT, and they just said, hey, Ken. Uh, George said, Ken, go ahead, give it a test drive. Let's see what we can do. I'm like, man, this looks a little bit um, a little bit pricey for, for what I'm able to afford. Just drive it, Ken. Just drive it. Drove it around. Good. And they, they are always going to find a way, do their damnedest to find a way to make sure that you can get a car that works for you, that is in your price range. They have a credit clinic on site at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Ken, why do you talk about the credit clinic all the time at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach? Because it's the, the most unique feature 
that I can think of to point out to you that this is where you need to go buy an automobile. The folks at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they are truly, truly, truly looking out for you, and they want you to leave the lot happy with something you want to drive, where you're not going to have to fear your monthly payments, and you're going to come back and do it again in four or five years when it's time for another automobile. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com to check out that full selection. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport in West Palm Beach. When we return... I need to focus a little bit more on the Canes because I, I don't know if you fix anything. And I don't know what, what firing Manny Diaz is going to do. And I think that part of the problem with Miami is just the overall feel of it. And I think the fans have something to do with this as well. Sorry, but I think it's time to take everyone to task here. Joe Rigotti, Captain Competent, making sure everything runs smoothly. I'm Ken Lavica. It's a Friday, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. You know when something just gets so toxic that it is impossible to repair it? I think we're probably there with... Miami Hurricanes football. Ken Levick alive. Don't forget to check out the podcast. It is free. There's nothing toxic about this. I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to spread love and joy and, well, all the stupid stuff we do on this show. Get it right to your device. You can subscribe to it and just make it easy for yourself. Ken Levick alive podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, it is Three. That's the Ken Lavica Live podcast. Uh, we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card later in the show. Later in the show to Stormhouse Brewing. We'll do a little Stormhouse trivia. I want to remind everybody that it's Stormhouse Brewing. Today starts their Oktoberfest. It goes through the 15th, and you can try their German beer brewed on site by their German trained beer master. It's the only craft brewery in the area with a food menu at Stormhouse Brewing, so you know that they're doing Oktoberfest, right? Because they have German food items as well on uh, that, uh, that that menu, that outsta- outstanding, unique menu at Stormhouse Brewing. It's all German all the time, including custom beer steins that you can get when you roll into Stormhouse Brewing. This is in North Palm Beach, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. You're already going there to watch your soccer. You're already going there to watch your college football. You're already going there to watch your NFL football. So while you do those things, you might as well have a little taste of Germany as well. Go ahead and get yourself a bratwurst. Go ahead and get yourself some pierogies. Go ahead and get yourself some uh, brewed on-site German beer. Get that Stein. Don't forget the 15th. It'll be their grand celebration. They've got live music. It's a ton of fun. Oktoberfest is underway at Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach, US 1, half mile south the PGA Boulevard and the Crystal Cove Commons. You can't miss it. Indoor, outdoor seating, all the TVs you could ever want, all the sports you could ever want, and all the Germany you can ever want. Go to stormhousebrewing.com to find out what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. All right, so last night, the, the toxicity was thick, and I've experienced this before with Miami football. I was at the game that ultimately did in Randy Shannon, the home loss to USF. In a half-empty stadium, 
but people just yelling disgusting things at Kane's players. And I, I, I love Kane's fans, and it is a passionate fan base. But it is a fan base that is suffering from delusion. When you haven't won anything in 20 years, there's a good bet that it is something systemic and not something that can just require a couple of tweaks and then you're good to go. And Miami Hurricane football fans for quite some time now have believed that the right guy in charge will save the day. And that's not the case. And that's where you get scenes like the final day of Randy Shannon, like the tail end of Al Golden, which got really toxic, which had him taking veiled shots at former players, which had him giving four or five word answers in radio interviews, almost seeming like he's openly avoiding jumping on Joe Rose for his contractually obligated weekly radio show. And the same thing has happened here with Manny Diaz. When things go wrong, when things get toxic, they get toxic with Miami Hurricanes fans. And last night was bad. Now, my wife is generally my reporter on all of these things because she goes to every game. She's a season ticket holder. I'll say it. She's a football meatball. She's one of those toxic people sometimes. She said Michigan State, that was toxic. Last night, that was nasty. I mean, when things aren't going well, it's just, it's such a feeling of, of disgust and such a feeling of, boy, I, a lot of you people are taking this real seriously, and I'm okay with that, but some of you are taking it way too seriously. And when you are living with that, and that's a trademark of your program, like that's the type of thing that gets passed down from one class to another, to another, to another. And there are some kids that just don't want to take on that type of stuff. Like maybe it's a challenge for some. Like, hey, I want to turn that around. I want this to be happy feeling. I want this to be celebrated feeling. But for some, I mean, it's why players transfer out of Miami. Because I think there is a general level of toxicity amongst Miami Hurricanes fans that does not exist in other places. It truly is a, we were the standard. Now we can't stand that we're not the standard, yet we're delusional in thinking we can become the standard at some point again. When you think that quick fixes will do the trick, that's when you become toxic. You start saying things you regret. You start being mean about it. And that's where we're still at after 20 years with Miami football. Miami is not a national football contender. Miami is a national brand. It always will be because it's cool. But Miami is not a contender for a national championship. They have not been. They will not be. And what doesn't help is the toxicity that lives around that football program. You can have a high standard, but when that standard becomes delusional, that's where you just have behavior and things set in the stands that is just not acceptable to 18 and 19-year-olds. It's just bad. And I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot at that stadium. It's not just last night. Not just with Manny Diaz as the head coach. It's been with Randy. It's been with Al. This lives, this is ingrained in the Miami Hurricanes fan base. And it's ugly. 
And I think that's a big reason why so many of you get so down about the Hurricanes because you've never adjusted your standards. And I get you want a competitive team, but folks, this is systemic. This comes from the top. There's not the financial shoveling at Miami that happens at other places. We had this conversation last week, and we keep having this damn conversation every time the Canes lose an ACC game or a game to a Power 5 team. Folks, your Miami Hurricanes have lost five straight games to Power 5 teams. Like, what do you think you are? And you've already gone and hired the upstart head coach. In Al Golden, the, the the program builder, the guy who built up Temple, you bring him in, the upstart head coaching program builder, you hired him. That was a failure. You brought in the former Kane in Randy Shannon. That was a failure. You brought in the hotshot assistant who's ready for a head coaching job in Manny. This appears to be a failure. You brought in the established head coach who's competed at least been in discussion for national championships, the established name in Mark Richt. And what happened there? Same toxic end result. So what do you want? Like, what are you, what are you going to get? Someone tell me. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. For those who are done with Manny Diaz, tell me what you are going to go get what Miami's going to get that's going to turn it around. Because you, again, you've gone with the program builder. Splat. You went with the former Kane. Splat. You went with the established national championship contender. Splat. And then you went with the hotshot assistant. Splat. I mean, it's still splat TBD, but the splat has already started. So what are you going to do? Ah, Mario Cristobal, why in God's bleeping name, sorry, God, why in God's name would he leave Oregon to come to Miami? It's his dream job. He wants to come to that toxicity. He knows how Canes fans are. He knows the heaviness of the negativity that surrounds this program. At the hint, the the scent that something is not going right, Canes fans pout, unlike any other fan base. I asked this morning on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter, at KLV1063, I asked when the beginning of the end for Manny was, and I got some, oh, it was the FIU loss in 2019. Definitely the FIU loss in 2019. No, it was getting blown up by North Carolina last year. I disagree with both of those. Because you want to know the first time I actually heard the first Manny Diaz dissension? It was the home loss to Georgia Tech. Five games into his first season as Kane's head coach. Five! Five games. And it was an unacceptable loss. It was bad. It's when you started to maybe see the first cracks of the issues that Manny has game planning. But it is so hard to quiet those Kane's voices because it's all over social media. It's all in your players' DMs. Instagram and Twitter, as soon as one thing goes wrong, no fan base pounces quite like Canes fans. 
because it's toxic. And that's why Mario Cristobal is not coming back to Miami. Oh, well, if it's not Mario, then surely Lane Kiffin would love... No. 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 No, 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 no. You think Lane is leaving Ole Miss? You think Lane is leaving Ole Miss? No. Well, how is Miami better than Ole Miss? It's not. Miami can't even compete with the type of money Ole Miss would put up to keep him there. Miami. Come on. And I want the Canes to succeed badly because it's fun when they're good. Because you same toxic fans are sure a hell of a lot of fun when things are going well. But when things aren't going well, which is about, oh, I don't know, six games in with every head coach you have, then it's not so fun. And it's really toxic. And it hurts the program. So Alonzo Highsmith can put his name in, the, in a hat to once again be AD as often as he likes. That's not going to fix anything. Ed Reed can be named the director of operations or whatever his title is in Coral Gables. That clearly hasn't helped anything. You can enlist all of the former players you want. You can line them up. Michael Irvin, Benny Blades, Alonzo Highsmith, Bernie Kozar, Steve Walsh, Ray Lewis. It doesn't matter because there needs to be dedication at the top. And as much lip service as Julio Frank wants to pay to it via a press release, a confusing word salad press release, you just need to be realistic about what the Canes are. We can't keep having this discussion every time they lose a game because guess what? They're going to lose more this season. And it's going to be rough because you've got freshman quarterbacks that you're trying to maneuver into the mix. And like JMP told me outside the studio, you need a transcendent quarterback. And Miami doesn't have that on the roster. And that's okay. But the toxicity, you know what doesn't help? The toxicity. The things being said to players. The DMs. The negativity. It's not their fault. It's the Miami system fault. This could be a competitive team. Competitive team based on what they're being competitive for. Your realistic expectations. And that's occasionally an ACC Coastal and maybe going to the ACC title game. Could they still win the ACC Coastal? Yes. But after what I saw last night and just things that are said, it's the same thing I saw under Randy, same crap I saw under Al. It's the same thing now with Manny. When you freak out at the slightest bit of adversity, and a, a lot of the fans, a lot of Canes fans, oh, why don't you just overcome adversity? You know what makes it hard to overcome adversity? When the same pl- people who say that freak out about any sort of adversity. I mean, Canes fans and the constant negativity and the toxicity, you have a little bit of blame to take in this whole thing as well. 888-760-3776. I, I, and by the way, I'm waiting. Canes fans, you, you've hit every spectrum of head coach. So what are you going to do now? And And... The, the Canes head coaching job is not for is is not for some older coaching entity. It's not. It needs to be a young head coach who has the energy to push the program, has the energy to overcome the hurdles that come with being Canes head coach. That is navigating the fans, navigating the university and the board of trustees, and navigating the fact that you play in a stadium that's 45 minutes away from campus. Oh, yeah, and you're in an area where every single school comes to poach your guys, and they have found ways over the last two decades to utilize those players better than you have. 
It's for a young guy. It's not for an old. This is my last stop. Butch Davis is going to come save the day. He's about to get fired at FIU. You think Butch Davis is the answer? I heard that on this show a couple of weeks. No, 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 no. You tell me, for all you that are are ready to fire Manny right now, what are you going to do? What's the plan? You know better. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at me at ESPN West Palm. I am, I am patiently waiting. Okay? Let's get to a little Florida Cash home buyers cashing in. Uh, and Florida Cash home buyers cashing in is, of course, brought to you by Florida Cash home buyers. And let's go ahead and make sure that uh, we have the cheap money sound effect, please. Oh, there we go. Uh, one more time, if you could, Joe. Thank you. Bryson DeChambeau is in the championship round, today's championship round of the World Long Drive Championship. The same man who helped lead his U.S. team to victory in the Ryder Cup got on a flight right after they won, and he drank a little bit, and he celebrated with his teammates, and now he's in the final round. And if he does win, he will cash in $50,000 as the first prize. Now, $50,000 for Bryson DeChambeau. He's he's made a a lot of money to where $50,000 isn't necessarily going to affect him one way or another. He certainly would like to win because it would do a lot for him from a sponsor standpoint. He would get great press, lead to more marketing opportunities. But Bryson DeChambeau, who we criticize a lot because he's kind of a turd sometimes, he actually, if he wins the $50,000, if he cashes in the $50,000, he has pledged to return all of his winnings back into the prize pool to disperse to everybody who finishes in the money at the World Long Drive Championships. That is cool. So not only is Bryson DeChambeau potentially going to cash in the $50,000 if he can win the World Long Drive Championships, well, he also is going to make sure that everybody else cashes in as well. Bryson DeChambeau, someone to look out for today because he is in the final round of the World Long Drive Championships, and it is kind of super cool. Actually, I really kind of love it, uh, and it did not affect him going into the uh, Ryder Cup, and it's kind of a fun thing. He's growing on me a little bit this week. All right, Bryson, that is Florida Cash Home Buyers cashing in. Cheap sound effect, please, Joe. Thank you. Looking to sell your home the easy way? Florida Cash Home Buyers will buy your home in any condition or situation for cash. Selling your home to Florida Cash Home Buyers is fast and easy. No need to have a bunch of strangers walking through your home. Florida Cash Home Buyers buys properties as is. No repairs, no cleaning, just boom. The property. They can save you thousands on commissions and closing costs, and there's no realtors involved. That is costly. Not having them involved is massive. Florida Cash Home Buyers can pay a cash advance before the closing. They've been in the business since 2011, helped hundreds of homeowners sell their homes quickly and easily. Florida Cash Home Buyers A plus rated with the Better Business Bureau and have over 100 great online reviews. They buy inherited houses, damaged houses, properties with bad tenants, liens and violations, but they also buy nice houses as well. They don't need to visit your home to make an offer. They can make an offer over the phone. That's Florida Cash Home Buyers, Florida Cash Home Buyers. Uh, And here is their number, 561-570-7070. Florida Cash Home Buyers. Hey, I want to give you a chance right now. You heard us talking about it over the last uh, week and a half or so. But Wednesday is the 8th Annual Great Chefs Tailgate presented by Boca Raton Innovation Campus and CP Group. This is Wednesday, 6 to 8.30 p.m., the Great Chefs Tailgate. Dozens of local chefs, breweries, and cocktail masters will be serving their favorite tailgate classics. So what you do is you show up there, 
You put on your favorite college colors. Canes fans, wear your Canes gear. Just don't be a toxic turd like we saw at the game last night and what I've seen over the years, what I just called you out for, okay? Uh, And you go and you eat and you drink this delicious food and these wonderful cocktails and you talk college football and it's awesome. It's totally fun. Now, in advance, these tickets cost $40. At the door, they cost $50. But right now, Wednesday night, to eat what you want and drink what you want, I'm giving you a chance to win a four-pack of tickets free, 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 free for all this food and drink to the great chef's tailgate. Courtesy of the RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl at Boca Raton Innovation Campus. Four-pack of tickets to the seventh caller Wednesday night to eat and drink to your heart's desire for free. A four-pack of tickets to the Great Chef's Tailgate in Boca. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. One more time. 888-760-3776. Caller 7. A four-pack of tickets to go to Wednesday night's roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl Great Chef's Tailgate this is at Boca Raton, uh, Boca Raton Innovation Campus and uh, it's food it's drink and it's fun 7th caller 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 we'll tell you our winner when we come back Joe Rigotti Captain Coppin and I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3 from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Man, the Canes are in some trouble, man. It just, it, like last night was was truly, I, when you have a loss like that, and I didn't, I don't necessarily disagree with, uh, playing for a field goal with a kicker with as big a leg as Andy Borregales has. He had a 55-yarder against Michigan State two weeks ago, and I know he missed a 27-yarder, and I know it's a lot of pressure for a freshman. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it, it's a lot for a freshman to handle, but he's on scholarship. He has a huge leg. You need to start developing trust early. Like I was actually okay with Manny Diaz playing for the field goal late. Last night, I get the side, the fans saying you got to go for the touchdown there. But what happens if Van Dyke, the freshman, you throw it into the end zone and he gets picked off? You're furious there and you take it out on Manny again. So there was going to be a no-win situation. I think he went with the more dependable play. Uh, the guy he trusted in that situation, just go do your job. And that's what Andy Borgalis is there to do, is to kick field goals and win the game. And 33 yards, that that's nothing for him. But... Where I do have a problem with Manny Diaz from last night is that in the postgame, he, he was not truthful. I think he, he flat out lied when he explained what he was attempting to do in the final couple of plays of the drive that led into the missed field goal. Here's Manny Diaz from last night. No, 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 no. We were trying to score. Um, they, I mean, obviously we had, we had gashed him on the run from about the 50-yard line in. We thought they were, they were pretty whipped up front. Uh, Fatigue-wise, they, they had been subbing. They had been losing guys. And um, we simply just didn't gain yards on first and second down. And then once it became third down and 10, and the way the clock was, you know, they, they, they took a timeout late in a play clock, which at that point we could control the clock and we could, we could you know, kick the walk-off field goal. So, um, but we were trying to score a touchdown uh, until it got to third down. That's just patently untrue. I, I, 
Anybody who saw that with their own eyes will tell you that those runs on first and second down were designed solely to just run into the line and get into the middle of the field. Like they, you don't you. They, those were halfback dives. <laughs> like the, the, I, I mean, those were. Now, granted, it's 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 a it's it's a. Yeah, it, that's what it was. Like the more I think about it, yeah, those were just straight up halfback dives, right between the tackles. So no, they didn't run two plays to try and push the ball further down the field. They clearly were. Anybody with a brain, they clearly were trying to set up in field goal position, which I think is fine. Like, I think that's fine. But Manny clearly had already seen the criticism and is trying to react by saying, no, 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 we were trying to score a touchdown. Because a lot of fans are saying, you got to go for it there. you got to go for a touchdown there. You've got the defense dead. Just ram it down their throat and, and, and forget about the variable of the field goal. And I see that side. My football sensibilities, I was fine with the field goal with a kid with as big a leg as he has, freshman or not. He's on scholarship. Get the job done. He didn't get the job done. Sucks. You move on. But Manny lying in the press conference, they on first and second down, the plays they ran were not to gain yards. Absolutely not. And then taking a knee out of the shotgun on third down, that's just sort of unspeakably dumb. Because you cost yourself two or three yards in that spot. Why, why would you do that? You mean he's a freshman, so he can't just get under center and take the knee? Why don't you just run it again? Run it on third down again. But they never ran anything to the outside on first or second down. They never ran anything to the guard. Not even to the guard. It was just right up the middle. They were positioning. They were not trying to score on first and second down. If they ran anything that got them any blockers in front in space, they probably could have scored a touchdown. So Manny... Just own it. Say, yeah, we were playing for the field goal. I trusted my kicker. I'd feel much better about it, even with the end result, than him lying in the postgame press conference. He's lying. That was not truthful. Ken Levick alive here on a Friday on ESPN 106.3. All right, Captain Competent, let's get into some uh, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Red light, green light, shall we? Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop, green light go. Red light stop, green light go. Red stop, green go. Red light, green light, now you know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Who's that Coquel guy? I think he... He may have fled the country. I don't know. All right, Captain Competent, Joe Rigotti. It is Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. These are statements, not questions. Statements. And if I like them or think that they are factual, I say green light. If I think they are wrong, incorrect, they don't meet my standards, I say red light. Got it? Good. Joe, number one. Statement number one. The Denver Broncos will beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday and move to 4-0. Red light or green light? Uh, I'm going to give that a red light. I'm going to give that a red light. I just, I don't, I, yeah. I don't have a great intuition with these types of things, but I also, yeah. I think the Ravens are a bit too much to handle for, Denver's a good team. I, I And I think Teddy Bridgewater is playing excellently, but 
The Ravens are just a tough matchup. And they haven't seen anything on the other side of the ball quite like the Ravens yet. And the Ravens are flying high after whatever the hell miracle that was in Detroit. It's not going to knock Denver out or anything, but I'm going to give that a a red light. I like Baltimore. Yeah, I'll take a red light. I'm going to give this a... uh... A Justin Tucker last second field goal right, game winner. Perfect. That's my prediction. Perfect. That's it. Number two. Number two. New York Giants head coach Joe Judge's job will be on the line with a loss to the Saints on Sunday. Red light or green light? Uh, that's a green light, but I also think there already are some questions starting to to mount here about Joe Judge. You can't have as penalized a team as the Giants are um, with a guy who's such a disciplinarian. You just can't. At some point... You've got to come to the realization that this might not be a good fit. Ah, but at least he talks like a coach, and at least he's a hard ass. And they're gonna, they're <laughs> yeah. gonna uh, practice hard, and you gotta, you gotta go out there, and you gotta battle. Nah, numbers, analytics. Uh-uh. Bill Gates, Bill Gates, uh, he'd be killing it right now if everything was off an Excel sheet. Uh, no, he's the fourth wealthiest person in the world, Joe. Like even that analogy, you're failing miserably at those things. And um. Analytics and things like you really think you're using an Excel sheet for all those analytics, bro. Come on, learn computers, man. Yeah, uh, Joe Judge is um, Joe Judge is already in a little bit of trouble. I think Joe. I, I think that this is a green light. I think it has been a green light, to be honest. Um, I'm, I disagree. I think this is a red light. I know the Giants well enough to know for a fact that the Giants can lose fifty to nothing on Sunday, and he's safe for the next week. He'll be there week five. The Maras love themselves some Joe Judge. Oh my God, Number so three, Captain Confident. <laughs> Tom Brady and Bill Belichick will meet on the field prior to Sunday night's game to air out any grievances. Red light or green light? Green light, they're going to meet. I don't think they're going to talk about any grievances. I don't think they're going to hash it out there on the field. I think that there will be because they both get it. They both get the optics. They both get um, what PR means to them. Even Belichick, who uh, has no desire to ever... uh, go to anything looking seemly or looking put together. I do think that he understands the importance, though, of going out, shaking Tom Brady's hand. With as sick as Tom Brady sounded and looked the other day, maybe he doesn't want to shake his hand. Brady looks like he's just a huge goo ball. That's disgusting. Um, But, yeah, they're going to go out there. They're going to meet. They're going to shake hands or at least pat each other on the shoulder because, again, they get it. And they're professionals. And there still is, while it's not a great relationship, I still think there's a respect there between the two they will definitely meet at midfield that's a green light yeah i agree that's definitely a green light and they know that if they don't meet on the field prior to the game that's all that's going to be talked about it's going to be so much distraction like, just get it over yeah. with so much needless just distraction. do it they're they, they're they're both sort of overwhelming sometimes but they're not dumb yeah. they're not dummy 100 uh let's go to number four tom brady will be booed during his returns to new england red light or green light red light i think he'll get a standing ovation i, I there's, there would be no reason to boo him, and I know that that's going to be the huge question Sunday leading into it when he comes to the field the first time. What's going to happen? Is it going to be cheered or booed? I actually think it's going to be an extended several-minute standing ovation that is going to be uh, a really cool moment for everybody involved, whether it's player, coach, or viewer. Um, and I think that NBC is probably anticipating that as well. I think it is going to be standing ovation, raucous ovation for Tom Brady. Um, I make fun of Patriots fans a lot, and they're boorish people for the most part. But I think that they understand the importance of this moment Sunday night. Uh, there will be no booing. That is a red light. Yeah, I agree. That's a red light. It's going to be 99.9% cheering and loving the guy. 
You'll get that one ass that's booing yeah, in the middle of the stands. Be, but uh, that's, that's to be expected anyway. Yeah, it'll uh, it, it'll be Billy from Worcester. Yeah, exactly. The lone man <laughs> booing in the 300 oh, yeah. section. All 100%. right, number five. Jacoby Brissett will lead the Dolphins to a win over the Colts on Sunday. Red light or green light? Uh, I think that that is a green light. I kind of feel like the Dolphins are due right now. And it's not pretty. And this game's not going to be pretty in any way, shape, or form. But I think the Dolphins are better than the Colts. Yeah. The Colts are just flat out bad. The Colts are flat out hurt. They are not dynamic at all. The Dolphins aren't dynamic on offense. I mean, they're a, a, a struggling... Really, I mean, this is one of the poorest Dolphins offenses I've seen in quite some time. But they are better than the Colts. They are going to force turnovers. They are going to be able to neutralize Indy. And I think Jacoby Brissett, and he said it earlier this week, this isn't about revenge for me. It's about revenge for Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. He's going to feel real good beating the team that basically gave up on him uh, for uh, Phillip Rivers. He He's going to go out. The Dolphins are going to beat the Colts. It'll be Dwyer Boy done good, and that is going to be what happens Sunday. That is definitely, I think, a green light. And there it is, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Let's just take a couple of minutes here, Joe, and let's go ahead and give away our $50 gift card because we've got it, and I think we can do this in an expedited way. Time now for Stormos Trivia Miami Hurricanes edition. If you call in and get this trivia question correct, you will win a $50 gift card, $5-0, $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach, the only craft brewery in the area with a food menu. All right, uh, Miami Hurricanes trivia. Who was the last Power 5 team that Miami beat? Who was the last Power 5 team that Miami beat? You have to all go all the way back to last year. It was a road game. Who is the last Power 5 team that Miami beat? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The last Power 5 team that the Miami Hurricanes beat. If you answer the question correctly, you get a 50 50 Cinquenta $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Seven six zero three seven seven six. This will give me some time to tell you about EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes, EDS Air Conditioning. They've been doing it since two thousand and six. They are family owned and operated. Uh, they are uh, a company that is going to make sure that your home is cooled, that your apartment is cooled, that your condo is cooled, and they're going to work around you. That's what I really appreciate about uh, uh, EDS Air Conditioning is that they want to make sure that you're not being held hostage in your super hot home they know that time is of the essence and at eds air conditioning they are going to come out and they are going to get the job done with the best equipment they're a train comfort specialist it's hard to stop a train that's eds air conditioning eds is yes eds air conditioning go to edsairconditioning.com or uh, you can simply give a call to EDS Air Conditioning as well. That's edsairconditioning.com or EDS, EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. All right, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You got to earn it. That's why I make these tricky. 50 $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. If you can tell me the last Power 5 team, it's an ACC team. It's an ACC team. It was on the road. It was last year. The last Power 5 team that the Miami Hurricanes beat, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I know some of you are feeling blue right now, but 
I, I need you to suck it up, and I need you to call in and win a $50 gift card from Stormhouse Brewing because I like doing these things for you. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The last Power 5 victory for the Miami Hurricanes. They are 0 for their last 5 against Power 5 teams. Uh, it has not been since last season that they beat a Power 5 team, $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing, the last Power 5 team that Miami beat. Let's go to Port St. Lucie. That's where we find Sean. Sean, tell me, who did the Canes beat? The, the last Power 5 team that the Canes beat was whom? I'm going to go with Duke. It is Duke. A 48 to nothing win last season on the road. That is the last time that Miami beat a Power 5. Sean, you win a $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Congratulations. Have a great weekend, okay? You too, my thanks. All right, and all of you, please have a great weekend as well. Man, just giving things away, ranting on the Canes. What a day. What a day it was. Uh, Go Dolphins, please. Canes fans, just be safe this weekend. Don't hurt yourself, okay? Everything's going to be fine. Also, Manny Diaz is not going to be fired by Monday, so you're going to have to learn to live with him, okay? Great job by Captain Competent Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levicka, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.